guest today is an artist and graduate of Pacific Northwest College of Art. Sasha loves single-player narratives, character-driven stories, and fantasy. The conversation today is centered around gender, gender fluidity, and other elements taking place in our ever-changing world. Sasha is a smart, opinionated, sarcastic, and hilarious human being, and I had a wonderful time hearing their perspective on a bunch of topics. I hope you enjoy. Here's my friend, Sasha Verbo. I have to start this one a little differently okay? because I think we are potentially going to talk about things that could be offensive to some people. Okay. And my intention is not to offend you. Okay. Or offend anyone that you know or anyone that's alive in the world. Okay. Uh, It's simply to... Understand things and hear your perspective. And so uh, I might say some stuff that sounds stupid, Mm -hmm. but I don't mean anything by it. I just am questioning. So I don't mean any offense if I say something ridiculous. Uh, the, The weird thing about about being, I'm 38 years old. Mm -hmm. The weird thing about being a 38 year old man is that I don't feel, I don't feel like I am old, Mm -hmm. but I'm definitely of a different generation. And when you begin to question what younger people are doing and you don't understand it, then you feel old. I already do that. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) How old are you? 24. 24, okay. Um, to me, I always think about like, like when Elvis came out mm. and all the young girls and guys thought he was incredible and thought he was amazing. And all he's doing is shaking his hips on TV and the parents were freaking out. He was like a sex symbol. He was like some crazy thing that no one past a certain age could understand. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the disconnect. Once you start saying, why do people do this or why do people enjoy this then you have reached that point where you're like you're of a different mm-hmm. generation and so the reason i mean i don't know exactly what we're going to talk about but the, one of the reasons that you're here and that i want to ask you questions is involving uh gender mm-hmm. and um pronouns and fluidity and all that kind of stuff that's happening um, because it seems to be more prevalent now than this was not something I've been out of high school for for 20 years. This was not something that was a thing back then. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not trying to discredit anything that's happening. I'm just trying to understand because I understand being gay and I understand loving a person loving an animal. You love, I have friends that are gay. I have an uncle that's gay. Um, When you, when you love someone, it doesn't matter what their gender is to me. Mm -hmm. I understand that. But the thing that's happening now where people can switch like day to day, that does not make sense to me. Mm. So Am I going anywhere you want to go? Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, can I ask you questions about that? Yeah, you can ask me questions about that. 
So what what is your perspective on all that? On just gender in general? Sure. Um, it's like... I feel like right now when so much information is like at your fingertips and you kind of are able to communicate with everybody across the world, um, our kind of experiences are expanding. We know more about who we are. We know that we're not solitary in how we feel. Um, and with gender, it's different for everyone. Um, for sure, if someone is she, they, um, how they identify in the day, like in they, them, how non-binary they feel is completely different from someone else who might be she, they. It's just, it's a way of like, be, like, for example, um, I don't know if my mom told me, told you, but I'm gender fluid. So I don't mind if you call me by any pronoun. Okay. And it's just sort of like, a, like, it's like a comfort thing. It's just like, you know, um, for me anyway, it's like, I don't care how you identify me. I don't care if I'm a she or they or a he. I can be anything of those. I feel feminine some days. I feel masculine other days. I feel like nothing other days. Um, and it's just it's just like a way of being. It's just something that um, like people feel better about. Um, it's just it's it's just like sexuality. it's it's a lot more complicated than sexuality because it's not necessarily um external it's all internal it's how you feel about yourself okay do you understand why it's difficult for some people to understand that though yeah i do yeah i think the issue comes from when you seem very open-minded and you just said you don't care what somebody calls you you're not going to get upset about it but there are a lot of people who do get upset about it right i know a person who is in eighth grade and he tells me that there's like this group of mean girls who switch day to day and he's cool with it. He doesn't, he doesn't care. He just wants to learn, but they have different expectations for their teachers. Mm -hmm. And if their teachers don't know who they are that day and they call them the wrong pronoun, then they freak out and it creates a scene. And that seems more counterproductive than anything, you know? Yeah, I don't like for me, I'm in um, in a place where a bunch of us are adults and we're kind of like adjusting to what we're comfortable with. I feel like when you're younger, there is it's just it's it is a day to day thing. You don't know what the hell's going on. And um, I'm just going to say it like at eighth grade, you're just mean. <laughs> like you're just mean to authority yeah. figures. You don't care what they think. Everything offends you. Um at least I was a horrible eighth grader. I'm not going to lie. Um, so I like I kind of get it. But at the same time, it's like um, when people get mad about the pronoun thing, it's more because um, at least for in my circle, it's um, you set out, you say, hey, this is what I'm who this is who I am. I'm they, them, and I'm non-binary, and I don't associate with either gender. And I would really like it if you would make sure that when you refer to me in conversation, it's they, them. And when you set those expectations and when someone doesn't say they, them, then it becomes, yes, it's hurtful. 
because you set those expectations. But I feel like when you're younger and you don't have that sort of capability to have a mature conversation about it, then it really is less um, on the people that are trying to figure that out than you not communicating it. Sure. The difficult thing about that pronoun, though, is that it had a different meaning until recently. Mm -hmm. So it's like hijacking a word from the English language. That's it's like it's like repurposing the or repurposing sidewalkers. Like they had a definitive meaning. It meant a group of people. So that's why. Me and some other people get confused if you're supposed to use that for an individual because it means a group. Okay. But when you don't know what a person is, when the person isn't identified, you will still use they. Okay. They is still a singular pronoun. It's still something that people use when they don't know who they're talking about. Um, I think it's still used in conversation and not associated with a group. I think it's just that now that people are using it for a single person, people are suddenly like, oh, we never used they in this way before. How yeah. can we keep up? Yeah. So, um, for example, like if we're talking about some like random employee and I don't know who they are, uh-huh. I'm going to say, oh, that random employee, they blah, 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 blah. It's just. It's part of conversation. Okay. If you don't know what their gender is, usually people use they and they don't even notice. So what, 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 where are we going to go with it? Is, is everybody just going to become a they? And then you don't have to worry about addressing anybody as a he or she and you're just, then it's safe. No, not at all. No. I mean, I would say they, them is probably like the safe quote unquote pronoun to use. But huh. like generally you should just ask. That's what we do. We just go, what are your preferred pronouns? Usually when you're introducing yourselves to one another, then okay. it's just, it's easy. Like people still go by he, people still go by she. Mm-hmm. Um, they is just something that's included now. Um, there's other pronouns that I won't even go into, but yeah, do you mind going into those? Because I've heard of some things, and I don't know that much about it, obviously, from the way I'm talking to you. Uh, what? Why are there so many? Um, I don't know. I personally don't know because uh, he, she, they is generally the three things that are like everyone unanimously uses. Um, I don't think I can come from a place of understanding or. Um, intellectually even know about um, when it comes to other pronouns. I just know that other people use them and I know that they're not as common. Um, it's just it's just a way that people refer to themselves and I just am trying to be respectful. Um, okay. I, yeah, I don't have any insight about the other ones. I just know that they're not used as much. Okay. And what, at what point in your life because, see, I don't even know if this is a, a correct thing to ask you. Like, what were you born as? Is that okay to ask? Okay, what were you born as? Um, I'm, I'm a female. Okay. Yeah. So when, it, at what point in your life did you figure out that you could be either? Mm. Um, so in college, it was like, so a lot of the time 
you just it's it's like something that for example with my asexuality it's just something that you're just sitting with and you don't know that it's different you don't know that it's like um that's like a different experience you don't like i i was like okay with she all my life and then i realized oh when i heard my classmates talking i have their experiences i know what it's like to be okay with just being non-binary not having that sort of association with any gender that makes a lot of sense okay i'll be she there like i kind of like i just got it because i got to hear everybody's other experiences and realized oh i have the same one um and then the past couple of years i realized oh it doesn't even need to be she they i'm okay with being him too i'm okay with being masculine on that end as well um and a bunch of my friends call me he now too which is so like oh my god because i never expected anyone to do that for me since obviously i present um super female so yeah i don't mean to disrespect you but you you look female right so that's what's confusing to an idiot like me is that i would see you and i would assume you're female yeah i know and so that's why it's hard that's why it's weird territory. Mm-hmm. You get that? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you can't assume. Um, that's why now it's probably better to just, when you're introducing yourselves, to generally ask. I mean, some <laughs> there's going to be people that are like, why are you even asking me? I'm obviously she, her. But generally the, the social conduct now is, hey, you know, just in case, like, how do you identify yourself? Okay. And that's all you need to do. Okay. Yeah, because personally for me, like, I don't care what people think I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, like, this running joke with everyone who knows me. Everyone always calls me the wrong name. Mm-hmm. I'll introduce myself, and I've been called Corey and Courtney and Colby and, like, <laughs> so many different names. Nobody can remember Cody for whatever reason. And so I try to liken it to that. Like, if somebody can't remember your name, like, it really doesn't bother me that much. I just think it's kind of ridiculous Mm. uh but i understand that this is this is a thing that is happening and you and tons of other people obviously feel passionate about it and i think the main goal for everybody is just to like hang out and have a good time and not cause issues yeah and feel good in their own bodies yeah just like yeah, a lot of um, pronouns definitely come from um, a lot of the trans experience and just not feeling right in your body. And it's all about um, just finally having what you need from other people. Okay, so that's a cool thing to think about. So imagine that you could be a stereotypical male or female at any moment you could just snap your fingers and you would switch. Is that something that you or the people you know would do? I would love to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that a lot of my friends would just be super happy to have the perfect, like, female body or whatever. Um, It's We can't obviously have that sort of power, but it's definitely something that people would want. and that's why a lot of trans people really like the cyberpunk genre, because yeah. it's like all about, you know, modifying your body in the way you want and the way you want it to look like. Okay. Well, yeah, I think that's where the metaverse is going, right? Because you can be whatever you want. 
Oh God, the metaverse is so stupid. <laughs> Did I just make you mad? It makes me mad because it's like all these 40-year-old 40-year-old tech people being like, oh my God, we just discovered the metaverse when all of us have been on like fucking MMOs for like 20 years or whatever. And we've okay. been doing the same shit that they're like saying it's all new. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, we've been on MMOs where you get to create your own character. You get to be who you are. You get to run social stuff all the time like all right glad you guys figured that out even though these games have been out for like 30 years good yeah, for right? you what's an mmo so an mmo is um it's an acronym it's something like um i can look it up okay mmo champion world of warcraft well, yeah, World of Warcraft is like the and like the MMO everyone thinks of, but it's okay. it's m- massive multiplayer online. That's okay. what it's, that's what it stands for. Okay, and basically, it's just like a game in which you can um, be with a lot of people online. It like holds servers of just shit tons of people, and okay. so you can just do a bunch of content with a bunch of people online, um, and that has been around for forever. Well, you know why. 40-year-olds care about the metaverse, right? Cause why? Because they can make money. Yeah. Yeah. That's why anyone cares about the metaverse right now. Because mm-hmm. it's the next thing where I mean, <laughs> Nike has uh, purchased companies that are making digital sneakers for the metaverse. Uh, you can buy land in Decentraland and other places. Uh, it's You're shaking your head. It's going to be wild. It's going to be stupid is what it is. I think it's really fucking stupid too, but I think that's where it's going. I mean, everyone in my generation thinks it's stupid. Good good for them, I guess, but... But if that's what society does, then you have to get involved. I know. There are going to be people that just have jobs. They just like wear VR goggles in their living room and they go to their job in the metaverse. (laughs) And they like sell... That's awesome. I don't have to leave my house. (laughs) No, that's what's going to happen. But all this um, coincides with all these, these, uh, in my opinion, with all the gender stuff that's happening. Because when you're in that virtual world. You you, could be whoever you want. You could be whoever you want. Right? And so is that, not to like put words in your mouth, but is that like your ultimate goal? If you could just be anything you wanted at any point. Like right now you could be. You could be male and you could have muscles like The Rock and you could have like awesome hats and shit, like, you know? I mean, yeah, uh, definitely it would be really nice to have that sort of accessibility. But at the same time, it's it's not real. And we all know that it's not real. It's really important for us to feel okay in our own bodies. Um, and like that's... I don't I don't know for sure, but I do know that um, like it, it But if we live in the virtual world, who cares what your body looks like? You get to be whatever you want. All the time? You're still going to log off at the end of the day. But that's what I don't know. I don't know. What do you maybe you just go to sleep in <laughs> The metaverse. I don't know. How are we all going to maintain that? <laughs> I don't even know. You're going to have IVs in her arms? I don't know. Okay. It's so weird. It's it's like a significant change 
for human evolution. I'm not quite sure what's going to happen, but there are a lot of people who are like trying to figure out how to make money on it. Well, I'm more worried about uh, climate change, but I'm glad that they're uploading our brains into the metaverse. Good for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, climate change is a thing, but I guess if you're in an air conditioned house and you don't have to go anywhere, <laughs> you don't care. It's going to get pretty bad, I'm sure. Oh, no. It will. It will. Uh, okay. So, so you were in college and you did, was this something that you just naturally came upon, like within your body, like, or was it influenced by the people you were hanging out with? Like what, what allows that to happen? Cause I've read books that offer the idea that it in some ways has become fad. Mm. And there are, don't get me wrong, I truly believe there are people that are born in the wrong body. Mm -hmm. Totally. I think it's a very small percentage of the population. There is evidence in some of these books that I've read that it's kind of like a thing that a group of people do together. And I mean, what do you think about that? Um, Are the majority of your friends the same position as you? Yeah. I don't, I would say that it could be a fad, kind of like how straight girls are like, oh, maybe I'll be bi, maybe I'll kiss a girl, you mm -hmm. know? I can see that happening, but everybody in my circle, everybody I know that's LGBT takes great pains um, with it. It's not something that they decide willy nilly. It's something that they need to do. It's something that ruins their life. It's something that breaks apart their family, makes it super difficult for them to even look in their parents' eyes. It just, it's not something that people necessarily want to do as much as something that they need to do. It's something that needs needs to come from them, needs to change them, needs to make them feel better about how they're living in their own body. Okay. And I don't think it's a fad for the people that are really serious about it because um, they wouldn't go through so much pain otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Do you feel like the majority of the people that you know, and yourself included, do you feel happier when you're being you and you can become either? And you're fluid, like yeah. you feel happy in that. Yeah. Do you think there's a possibility at some point that you would say, hmm, I did that for 10 years. I feel like I'm female now. Like, do you think that's a possibility that you could just become one? It's always a possibility. Yeah. Gender is completely fluid. That's the whole thing. There's a bunch of studies on it. It's a completely huge spectrum. And you can change over the course of your life. You can know more about yourself later down the line and it could become more clear to you. Um, a lot of the time, it's just something that you're trying to explore and trying to understand and trying to, it's like, here, I'm gonna put these labels on myself and I'm still figuring it out. And right now that feels good to me, but maybe five years later I realize, oh shit, you know, maybe I'm not a trans male. Maybe I'm just not binary. Maybe I, um, I'm not actually like associating with a male anymore. I'm just who I am. I'm, I'm 
completely absent of either. It's just, it's, it's always growing. It's always changing. It's always shifting. I get that. I get that 100% because I am a different person than I was a year ago. I'm a different person than I was 10 years ago. I'm absolutely a different person than I was when I was 18. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly changing. So I can relate to that. Um, the thing is, the thing, the, the point where it gets a little sticky is if you go through the trouble, like the physical act of, of switching, you know, you have surgery. Right. And then you find out maybe that wasn't right. That has got to be the worst, right? Like what you're talking about, you haven't physically altered yourself, right? Right. And you are figuring things out and you feel happy right now with mm -hmm. who you are, which is awesome. You haven't done anything physically. But for, for some of the people that think that's what they want and then they make that change, that's got to be crazy to figure out later. You're like, oh, maybe that wasn't right. From my perspective, from everyone that I know, from everyone that has made that decision, has put the money into it, has decided that they will do it, has never regretted the decision. Really? It's something that people think a really long time about, and it's something that they are very careful around, and I've never heard anyone regret it. It's something that they really need to do, and so they do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a significant commitment Yeah, <laughs> to do that. I mean, the financial aspect and um, I don't know. The bummer to me is just that it would suck so bad to feel like you were born in the wrong body. It's horrible. Yeah, that's got to be the fucking worst. Yeah, the body dysmorphia makes people completely suicidal. It makes yeah. them unable to look at themselves. It, it's completely damaging. Mm -hmm. And the only way that they feel like they can continue on is to... Um, change in the way that they need to. Mm -hmm. So do you think that as, as time goes on and we learn more about ourselves, that this will become a broader aspect of life? Like there'll be more people that just kind of go back and forth? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's really new now. Um, but even like... I feel like it's really new because we weren't really allowed to think this way before. Um, it's it's interesting because it's like I um, came across like a YouTube of a guy that realized he was asexual like in his 50s. And it's sort of like, hey, I'm going through my whole life in this little box and I don't know anything outside this little box. But then because we're all exploring these things, and because it's becoming something that people are able to know, able to associate with, able to realize and connect with, um, you start to you sort of have this access and realization into um, oh maybe I am these things, um, and I think that w it. I don't think that you know. 
people that are just simply a dude are going to go away. <laughs> like, they're not going to go away. But I feel like because there's more openness to everything, um, there will be more people who are okay with um, having all of those you know, other things. You touch on something that I forgot about and I'm glad you said it that way because it made me think of, we are a male and a female dominated species. If a male does not inseminate the egg of a female, there's no life. Mm -hmm. And so... Those two aspects are necessary for us to continue. I don't know. 100%. How else are we going to live? You have to, you have to put babies in women to continue the species, right? So that's what I'm just, I'm just pondering. There's sperm, there's sperm banks. Okay, but I'm just pondering some shit because you need those two things to create life, right? Right. Okay. So what if everybody became fluid then what well if everyone becomes fluid it's just a it's just a matter of pronouns it's not like you're changing your body chemistry unless you mean that everyone suddenly becomes trans but it's not like everyone's gonna want to become trans i know that literally 10 guys that are my friends would never be like "Hmm, tomorrow i'm gonna be a woman like sure they would love to have tits but like they're not gonna have that they're not gonna want to keep being a woman for the rest of their lives they're men they just want to be men and so there's just going to be people that are completely fine with being a man or a woman we're always going to have those people okay so i mean i think at some point i've had this conversation with so many people i think at some point we won't have sex with each other anymore i think you will just retrieve eggs and you'll retrieve sperm and then you'll test tube a fucking lab full of babies and then they'll choose they'll be able to determine I think they're almost there they'll be able to determine the the ones with down syndrome and the ones with uh, various um, mm-hmm. inconsistencies whatever you want to say and they'll be able to choose which one is going to be the healthiest to survive right. and then like you won't even need to to have that act to, to well keep the, forgive my candidacy <laughs> Forgive me for being candid, but I don't think any of my friends would stop having sex anytime soon. <laughs> okay, so it has nothing to do with sex. No. Okay. So then explain to me what you being asexual, you're not attracted to male or female. Um, I'm not sexually attracted to anybody. Okay, and why is that? You've never been attracted, physically attracted to anybody? No. That is very hard for me to understand. Well, it's hard for me to understand, too. Huh? Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So, it's kind of like... You're hungry. Like, it's like you're hungry, but you don't want to eat. It's... Being asexual is really weird because it's like, okay, how do I explain this to people when I don't know (laughs) what your experience is like? Um, And it's always really difficult for me to explain what it's like. But basically, it's like, okay, here, I live my life 
the way it is. I get told by my gynecologist, oh, you're like a grandma. You have like the libido of a fucking like 90 year old. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that sure. But it's just more like I never have any desire, never have any of that urge. It's never towards any people. It's just, I'm, I'm living my life and I'm just like like two years ago, I w- I sat down with my friend. And I was like, "Wait, you guys get horny? Like that's not a joke. Like you guys actually have to have sex sometimes. Like it's like." Well, I get it if you have like a low drive, but it's not even low drive. It's just like it's okay. But like if you s- there's no famous female actor. Or male actor that you see on TV and like something happens inside you that doesn't happen. No, I mean I'm like cool. Like it's like I don't know. Are you straight? Yeah. So imagine that literally to me, like you you see a really hot guy on TV and you're like, okay, yeah, they're hot, but like that's all. That's it. That's it. It's like oh, they're really nice to look at, and I can get why people are into them. But hmm. other than that, it's like cool. Okay. I can, I understand that. I And that's how it is with everyone. I see guys on TV and I understand why they're attractive, but I'm not attracted to them. I get that. But the fact that you don't feel it either way yeah. is very unique. You understand that, right? Yeah, no, we're, we're pretty rare. <laughs> it's really hard to find someone who's asexual. What happens if you meet somebody and then your head explodes? You just like figure out what that's like. That might be the coolest thing ever. Well, sure, maybe that could happen, um, which is definitely the rhetoric that a lot of people tell us. Um, it's, oh, maybe you'll find the right person and everything will change for you. And unfortunately, um, it hasn't. Unfortunately, it doesn't change. And um, a lot of people who are asexual feel broken all their lives because of it. Because when you do find someone and you realize, hey, even though I love you with all my heart, even though you are mean more to me than anything, I still am not sexually attracted to you. And we're not seen as good partners. We're not seen as good people. We're ostracized by people who have any sexual attraction and we're ostracized by LGBT too because we're practically straight. So what? LGBT views you as straight because you don't like either. It's not necessarily like being straight as much as it's like, hey, the LGBT circle ostracizes us because they don't think that we go through any um Why the fuck are discrimination. They <laughs> Why are they judging you? Aren't they the ones being judged all the time? Don't, don't they know what that's like? Yeah, I know. But they don't think we're going through any judgment, and so they judge us. <laughs> that seems very ridiculous. It is very ridiculous. Uh, I don't mean to judge you. I just find it. it's like if you met somebody who really liked dolphins, like everything in their house was dolphins, you'd just be like, okay, they like dolphins. Like... You don't meet somebody that isn't attracted to either. That's a fucking horrible analogy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to find it. It didn't come to me. Um, you don't meet people very often that aren't attracted to either sex. Right. And so do you, does that bother you? Like, do you wish that you were? Um, when I was younger, um, 
I did. I really desperately wanted it to suddenly make sense. I really desperately wanted it to click. I wanted to understand why everyone around me was going through their transformations of, oh, I really want to kiss this guy in my class, when all I wanted to do was make them shut up. So, um, yeah, of course I wanted to understand. I wanted to be a part of this whole world that other people can just see through. It's it's in the movies. It's in my friends' conversations. It's everywhere around me, and I've never been able to tap into that. So You never had a crush on a boy or anything? I've had a crush on a boy. Yeah, but you didn't quite know what it was. It's like you know what it is. It's just it's like... It's like you have all the emotion there. It's just that's that's it. Do you think you would know if it happened? If you've never really felt it before, do you think you would know if it happened? Yeah. Yeah? What what excites you? What what is the equivalent of that? Being uh, like achieve like achieving something um Creatively? The equivalent of having sexual desire? <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm trying to find something. Like, what, what do you do in your life that means something to you that you, you're, you appreciate? You're like, holy shit, I did that or whatever. Um, you're an artist. Yeah. Yeah. So if you create something that you appreciate, that you love, that's gratifying, right? Mm. No? <laughs> I'm usually like, thank fucking God I'm done. I don't want to look at this ever again. Yeah, I, know, I get that. I get that. Um, when I write something I'm really proud of and people compliment me on it, then I'm generally very excited. Mm -hmm. um, that's something I can be proud of for sure. Yeah. Um, art's like a like a toxic relationship for me. It's, it's so <laughs> because it's difficult to get to where you can appreciate it, right? Right. Yeah. That's the curse of the artist, right? You fucking hate everything you do. Mm -hmm. And the other people tell you it's awesome and you're like, no, it's not. Yeah. Like, it's 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 really hard with art. Like, I know I'm a good writer, so that's just, like, on the table. But, like, with art, it's like you always – I mean, even with writing, too. But, like, with art, it just – it's like a visual, like – Shit, I am always having to improve. There's always people out there that are better than me. Mm -hmm. With writing, it doesn't feel as personal. It's like, oh, they have like a different way that they write. They have a different way that they articulate things. And I can appreciate that. Um, but when it comes to drawing, it's like, oh, I still know that I fucking suck at drawing hands. I fucking suck at side profiles. Like it's like a, you're constantly having to improve on, the, on those ends and you're like, shit. And there's all these other people that are doing it just fine. Like, <laughs> see, it's like a, it's, it's different. It, I'm always feeling like I'm uh, playing catch up. I think that's important though. That means that you are on a constant search to become a better you. Yeah, of course. If you were happy with it, then you would suck. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, yeah. If you become stagnant, then for sure, like you're never like, like at a, like at some point, you're just not really creating anymore. Yeah. So do you have any desire to have kids? Fuck no. Hey, kids. <laughs> They're pretty cool. Yeah, I know. Guy with three kids. 
you are a kid. You are someone's kid. Everyone is someone's kid. Yeah, and I hated being a kid. I wanted to grow up immediately. Why did you hate being a kid? Because I wanted to help my mom. Yeah. Being a kid is hard sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have any control. The disappointing part about being a kid is you don't realize that's as good as it gets. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. Being an adult sucks. It does. <laughs> you got to be responsible for shit. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you you spend your whole childhood wishing you could drink alcohol and drive cars and fucking go to Disneyland whenever you want. But then you get there and you're like, oh, my God, now I have all these emotions and shit. Um, that wasn't it for me. As a kid, it was just more like... Um, like like I just didn't feel like I was able to um it was never like about drinking it was never about driving a car it was just like I am a kid and no one's going to take me seriously because of it I'm I can't I can't do anything I'm I'm literally liable towards my parents I I can't like what I, what am I gonna do I have to watch as my mom struggles like there's nothing I can do but just be a kid but feel helpless yeah 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 i get that so you don't want to have kids of your own you feel like you're not searching for a, a man or a woman so you're just you're solid with you I um, want companionship, but it's a whole, like, it's like a whole wrapped up tangle of trauma for me. I, it's like, yeah, I don't want to be lonely, but having to get into sitting down with someone and being like, hey, I'm asexual and I'm never going to, like, have the attraction in the way that you probably want me to um, breaks my heart just thinking about it. And I, I had a really horrible experience when I was really young in which that I still have to heal from that, um, that he, he told me that because of who I am, I wasn't enough for him. And so my whole life I'm trying to heal from that relationship in which I need to know that I'm enough despite the fact that I'm different despite the fact that I can't bring everything to the table and despite the fact that I will still love someone just as hard it's just it's not the same in a certain way but do you feel like you're not going to be enough because you don't because you don't feel sexual yeah and that's like an important part of a relationship yeah we're all told that that's an important part of a relationship well yeah I mean maybe it isn't I feel like it is because I'm pretty fucking sexual um but Maybe you could meet someone else that's asexual. Yeah. I mean, that seems like that would be the the best route, right? <laughs> that would be like the dream, but it's, we're not like, it's, it's kind of like when you kind of like introduce a gay guy to your gay best friend or something. It's like, you know, you're both gay. Maybe you'll like each other, <laughs> you know? And aces are so rare. It's, you know, I, I had like one ace friend in college and it was like, oh, thank God. Like you understand everything that I'm feeling, but we're like friends. It's like, I'm not attracted to her at all. <laughs> like, mm. 
So, um, sure, there would be, like, the dream, like, hey, we both understand the, like, component in which that's just not there. But at the same time, um, you still have, um, you're still, you're still, like, attracted to people in the way that's, like, we're not going to mesh um, in a romantic way. Hmm. Well, maybe that's not necessary for you. Maybe. You sound like you want it to be, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool being in love with somebody. Yeah. I've done it a few times. It's cool. Mostly sucks, though. Oh, it can be fucking painful. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, it can only be good for so long. Yeah. It's usually got to end somehow. Do you think... You think you're just protecting yourself? For sure. Yeah. I know I am. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe you just got a wall up and you just got to let that wall down. Yeah, which is what I'm working on. I'm a lot more open, nicer person than I was even four years ago. But it just, it takes time. It's taking a really long time to take things down brick by brick because it's, it's a lot. It's you you hear a lot um being asexual is difficult because people are always trying to fix you do you think i'm trying to fix you no okay good <laughs> good i'm just asking you questions i know um hmm. it's very interesting it's very interesting i sympathize with you because i think the majority of people are searching for something it doesn't really matter what it is. You just don't feel fulfilled. And I think the majority of women, this is a, a, a blanket statement. <laughs> I, think, I think the majority of women are convinced that what they're supposed to do is find the fucking quarterback. And you're cringing. <laughs> a little bit. They're supposed to find Prince Charming and they get married and they have two kids and they have the house and everything's magical and you got a Mercedes or a BMW in the driveway. The little and, box. Yeah. And then I've met a lot of women. Uh, you do that. I've met a lot of women. <laughs> I'm just saying like, I know a lot of people who've been in that position. You know what I mean? And they're not happy. Yeah, of course, because it's, it's it's the dream that we get sold on, but it's not actually what we want. No, I don't think anybody knows what they want. You you are sold a story, like you said, and then you go and do it, and then you're like, oh, but like, why don't I feel good? Yeah. Why am I not happy? Right. And so I think everybody's just like constantly searching for the thing. They're trying to figure it out. Well, and the thing comes... And you don't realize it. And then you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I had the thing. Yeah. And now I'm like, the thing is gone. <laughs> and what am I doing now? You know? <laughs> you got to find it again. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, you just. I mean, I have a friend who's aromantic, which is the opposite of me. It's you never fall in love with anyone. Um, and that's she, like an actual term, aromantic. Yes, I've never heard that before. Yeah, 
Um, and she is def- <laughs> she's she has her own difficulties on the other end, which is really funny for us because we're complete opposites, but we understand each other because she gets people that after sexual relations are like, hey, you know, I'm I love you. And she's like, okay, well, I set this out as, you know, I, I can care a lot about you. Being aromantic is not uncaring, but it's still aromantic. Um, so she has troubles on her own end because she loves to be close to people and that's still a thing that can possibly happen, just that the love's not there. She desires to be close to someone, but she doesn't love them? There's, it's, you know how, like, you can love your friends? Sure. It's like that. It's, you can, you can still love someone, you can still be close to someone, but do not have any of that um, desire to, like, I don't, (laughs) like, what even is the word for that? It's like not the desire to, like, be romantic with them. Do you think we don't know what love is? You think we haven't figured it out yet? After thousands of years? I think we've, we're still figuring it out. <laughs> I think it's different for everyone. Yeah, right? I feel like we all love differently. Yeah. Well, and it's fleeting too. I mean, you feel different at different points of the day. There's a lot of hormones involved. Not for me. <laughs> It's a crazy world. Yeah. It's a crazy world. Yeah. So in the meantime, what if, what if, what if it takes over? Like I think it will. And we just wear VR goggles all the time. Uh-huh. Do you think that that could be better for everyone if they get to choose who they want to be all the time? Do you think people feel more free? Maybe. Maybe everybody's restricted right now and they don't even know it. And you're like on the cusp of like some monumental shift in evolution. I'd be more happy with if we went to the cyberpunk and we're just like, hey, let's just modify our bodies the way we want. But yeah, sure, VR, I guess. It's just like, you know, I'm I'm I log into my fucking MMO character every day, like, okay, I already have that person that I get to be sometimes with other people like whatever but it's it's not really the same but that's the thing though don't you always want something else like so I have this theory that uh, in the future that you will be able to rent space in someone's brain like for example just because of how famous she is you could you could rent an hour in Kim Kardashian's brain where you get to I would literally lose brain cells. <laughs> There's no brain cells in there. You could but you understand what I'm saying? You could pay 10 grand for an hour to be in her. And maybe you get to I don't know that you could control her, but maybe you just get to witness what she decides and what she does. I think that's a thing. You could be you could be LeBron James. You that's could That's horrible. It sounds horrible, but do you know how many people would pay money to do that? Yeah, I know. I feel so, like we're in a get out situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, potentially. But that is that is a thing that if you could if you could put a price tag on that and you could sell the experience of being you. I mean, that's kind of what people do right now when you're on Instagram or yeah. whatever, you are subscribing to 
the life of that person. Right. And so if you could be inside their brain and experience what it's like to be them, like so many people would pay for that. Oh, for fucking sure. Yeah. For fucking sure. Um, I would <laughs> stay away from me, but. Um, but. But, yeah. There's someone on this planet. You don't have to say who it is if you don't want to, but there's someone on this planet that you would enjoy being inside their brain. No. No? No. You like you that much. Yeah. But you said that you would change your body. Yeah. Okay. So if you, <laughs> do you understand the disconnect there? If you would change your body, then you would be someone else. It would still be me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's still me. <laughs> That's the weird thing though. Like, no disrespect to people that have had plastic surgery because it's pretty common. People get Botox, people get fake titties, people get things implanted in their butt cheeks. <laughs> like, it's a crazy world, okay? If that is considered okay, and that is mm -hmm. people changing their bodies without like physically working towards it, Right. What is the difference than being there inside is no difference. Kim Kardashian's mind? Oh, God. Because it's, you're, you want to, like, when you're changing your body, it's wanting to feel better about yourself. It's wanting to be better about who you are as a person. When you're just going to some other motherfucker's brain, yeah. you're just subscribing to somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> but what if, what if you could be... Any shape you wanted, wouldn't everybody pick the same shape? Wouldn't everybody? No. Wouldn't women pick the most voluptuous curves and whatever, and dudes would be all fucking stacked and what? Like, wouldn't most people choose kind of the same thing? I mean, maybe. I think. That's uh, kind of the cool thing about being me and being you is you're you. Yeah. I can appreciate you for you. Yeah. You're not like the quintessential, you're not the, you're not template A, you know, you're you. Right. So that makes you unique. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are accepting of their unique features. And, uh, I mean, it's, it, <laughs> yeah, we do get the fucking magazines. We get the templates. We want to be that sort of like hail Mary, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, I just, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Pass. <laughs> it's like, who, like, for example, like, if I'm interested in a bunch of artists, there's no quintessential, like, obviously there's, like, good artists, but there's no quintessential, like, one artist. It's like, I love a bunch of these things. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to come when it comes into an art style, you're combining all of the things that inspire you. So when it comes to a body, you're combining all of the things that you want. It's going to end up different from all the things that someone else might want. I mean, sure. I'm, some people are going to be like, I just want to be the perfect thing that everybody wants. But even that changes, even even our standard of what the perfect body is changes from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. So it's not a static thing. It's not something that we're all just going to work towards forever. Yeah, you're right. It does kind of change over time, huh? Mm -hmm. I've thought about that before. Like if you had a time machine and you went back 
100, 200, 500,000 years, the idea of what was physically attractive is dramatically different from now. Correct. And like, what's it going to be in the future? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And especially if everybody can choose. Because the majority of people are disappointed with the way they look. Are they not? Yeah. Why is that a thing? Why can't people just... Why are people... Why is that a thing? Uh, I mean, depends. It depends if you're a young girl and have been seeing really beautiful photoshopped women on magazines. It depends on if you're not feeling right in your body. It depends on a whole bunch of things. Did you feel that way when you were young? Did you compare yourself to magazines and stuff like that? Um, I was a tomboy and didn't look at magazines. <laughs> So who'd you compare yourself to? I didn't compare myself to anybody. I didn't look at myself in the mirror at all. I thought girls were fucking annoying. And I had to stand <laughs> next to a classmate of mine because I walked her to school and she always made me late because she took an hour to do her makeup. And I was like, mm. why wouldn't you fucking wake up earlier then? How long did it take you to do your makeup? Uh, late high school, uh, early college. And my mom is still way better. <laughs> I know how to do one thing, and I can't do anything else. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I didn't do my fucking makeup. <laughs> I, I sat down for my mom's like, Mom, can you do my makeup? <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the downsides to to being a lady. Dudes don't have to do anything. Yeah. Like, you're lucky if we take a shower, and then some women <sighs> will spend hours getting ready. Fucking men. <laughs> We're the worst, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Okay. So, next question. Do you feel disconnected from other generations? Do you feel like you and people of your age and younger have things figured out and everybody else is just like, Stumbling around in the dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're stumbling too, but um, I feel like, especially like, I was talking to my mom about the, other, the other day about our grandparents. Like, they're never going to understand. They were in these neat little houses with literally, like, they believed in what they were told. They had so limited information. They had just this sort of, like... This is the way it is. This is the way it is. Um, if you were married, you just, you're just a woman. You're married to that man. It doesn't matter if he's horrible to you. It doesn't matter if there's domestic abuse. It's just, all right, he's cheating on me. Okay. This is how it is. This is what we're just going to work with because mm-hmm. I am a housewife. I'm going to be in the home with the husband. And, you know, they just don't understand because they were forced to stay the way that they were um, and they were not allowed to be anything else. It was more difficult for that reason, but it was easier because you could uh, find a decent job and you could buy a house and you could do all those things that everybody thought that you could do. And now it's so difficult to make enough money to survive. Like most people have trouble renting an apartment. Yeah. And... So it's this, it's this weird 
disconnect where older people think like you should just be able to get a job anywhere and then you buy a house and you can afford a car and all this kind of stuff. But like, that's not how it is anymore. No. No. And then it gets, it gets put out that you're lazy or, uh, you're not trying that hard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, well, things are a little different now. Yeah. My grandma was like, oh, just. Just get a job from, like, the government. They'll, like, take care of you. I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. (laughs) It's a weird time with the way that COVID affected everything and uh, how everybody kind of – lots of people went on unemployment and uh, then they didn't need to go back to their jobs. And so now there are tons of places that can't get the workers that they need. And then, like, Taco Bell is paying $18 an hour. Like – there's so many more opportunities to make money. People can just quit their job in a heartbeat and go get a new job wherever they want. Sure. It's different. It's it's a lot of people coming to the realization that they have been in sh- like they have been in shitty jobs that treat them really terrible mm-hmm. and don't value them at all and realizing shit. You know what? I'm at a point where I can say no. Yeah. And everyone's asking for more. They're asking for livable wages. They're asking for better quality of life. And fuck, talk about like fucking food service is one of the hardest fucking jobs you could ever do. I think everyone should have a food service job. I think it would be really humbling because (laughs) it's like, it's like when someone goes, oh, you know, you can't be working at a coffee shop for the rest of your life. You can't be working at an entry-level coffee job. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do if those people are all gone? You're still going to want your coffee. Yeah. So I feel like we need to value every job that people are doing. For sure. I had some shitty jobs. I worked at a Quiznos for a while. I worked uh, you know, at a number of, of um, food service type places. And yeah, those places made me appreciate treating people with respect yeah and you know when a place closes at nine o'clock and you show up at 8 55 and you're like oh yes you're still open like that used to happen to me all the time i'd be like fuck man we already cleaned everything you want me to make a sandwich right now yeah so if i go anywhere and i know they close in 30 minutes i won't even eat there yeah because i know what that feels like yeah and so many people have never had a job like that they don't get it yeah they don't get it yeah so I agree with you that that's an important thing. I know some people who uh, just got lucky and stumbled into whatever they're doing and they've never had to like start it like a really bottom level position. And um, that like totally builds character mm-hmm. and helps you become a better person. If you can, if you can deal with the wrath of normal people, normal people suck. <laughs> normal people suck so bad. I worked at Little Big Burger for like six months, and it was probably the worst. Like the worst. It's like, holy shit, these burgers don't even taste good. Like, why do you care about this burger so goddamn much? And they're expensive too. Yeah. They like eight dollars for a little tiny burger. Yeah, and I used to get stomach aches after eating them. So on my breaks, I would just make myself some bacon and like an egg. Like that was it. Like I didn't even eat the food that we had there. Oh wow, that's the best part about working at those jobs. I used to I used to make the most incredible sandwiches Mm -hmm. when I worked at Quiznos. 
take them home. I just make fucking monsters (laughs) and take them home and eat half for lunch and then half for dinner. Yeah. I wouldn't want to take back any of that food. (laughs) Just like the fries, maybe. What happened after six months? Um, I, well, first, um, I have scoliosis really bad. So, um, being on my feet for a long time was really taxing on me physically. Yeah. And I would have to just like, even if my shift was five hours, I would have to like collapse when I got home and I would be like inconsolable for at least 24 hours. Um, and then it would just be like back to it. And it was really difficult for me physically. And then also just like, we would have the rush periods and there'd be like 30 to 40 burgers on the grill and everybody can't breathe. They can't take a break. We're just moving from one thing to the other and we're all in this cramped space and people are waiting and impatient yeah. and unkind and that's taxing in your brain too. And then I had a fucking superior who was like, my assistant manager who was just an ass for no reason and super smug about it too and it was like i was getting to a point where i was about to like chew his head off my mom was like girl you can't do that (laughs) um and you know everyone around me was like looking for other jobs and they were like you know at a certain point you just don't care that's the worst part is that you don't care Mm mm-hmm you don't care. And they expect you to be like, like you're the CEO of fucking Microsoft or something. You're like, dude, I'm making a burger yeah. for $9 an hour. What do you want me to do? Yeah. It's like, I'm going to sit in the back and be on my phone. Fuck you. Like, I'm not <laughs> going to just walk around cleaning things. That's not my uh, problem. Oh, wow. I was hoping you were going to say you like stood on the counter and took your shirt off and, and like threw it at somebody and walked out. <laughs> No, I really liked my manager, actually. Like, my manager was really sweet. Um, so I was just like, you know, I'm really sorry, but I don't think I can, you know, work here anymore. I'll put in my two weeks. And he was like, I totally get it. <laughs> but He's like, somebody just quit, quit like nine minutes ago. It's cool. Yeah, like, he, yeah, like I, I always showed up. Like, there, there's only two expectations. Don't steal and show up to your fucking shift. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, and that system manager made it so hard. He was, he was, he was a piece of work. So I decided after I quit to send a really long text to our regional manager and he got moved from away from our location. So I really pulled it in for everybody who still worked there. (laughs) Nice. But then I looked for a job for like three months. (laughs) Looking for a job sucks. I was thinking about that the other day. When you have a job, it's so much easier to interview because you go in there and you're all confident and you're like, whatever, you're going to hire me. You can hire me if you want to. You don't care. But when you don't have a job, you come in looking all desperate and they can tell you're just like sleeping in a tent out on Burnside and they're like, I don't know. (laughs) Which is horrible. I don't like the whole like, little dance you do in the interview like it's like yeah i want this job just give me the goddamn job (laughs) it's weird because also they have to evaluate you for who you are and what you look like and how 
you make eye contact and how you speak. Like there's so many factors that go into it that you can't even like fully rationalize. Like I get it. Like, okay, you want to make sure that I'm not a psycho, but Mm -hmm. at a certain point it's like, okay, like I want to do this job. I want to learn as best I can. I'm going to bring everything to the table. (laughs) Just give me a paycheck. Yeah. Just let me come in. Yeah. I'll sell you my time for some money. Yeah. What do you think? You think it's going to get easier? It just seems to be getting harder. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. I still haven't found a job. (sighs) It's tough to find a job right now. I'm very fortunate that I have had a job throughout COVID. It's a tough time. Yeah, I had a job throughout COVID and I didn't take those unemployment checks, which sucked. (laughs) Because for some reason, little Big Burger must stand. Um... (laughs) And then I went into that office job and I became more depressed than I think I ever have been in my life. Um, It was like a nine to five in a cubicle. Yeah, I couldn't do that. um, And I was a financial assistant and I created invoices and moved money around and called people who were late on payments and got mad at them. Um, And... Then after, the worst part was, it was like, I am a really fast worker. I'm really quick. I'm really quick on the uptake. I finished my training before everyone else. Everyone was really crazy about it. And because I finish things fast, it's suddenly my job to pick up the slack of everybody else. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're done with your duties for the day? Great. Pick up someone else's duties. What the fuck? Yeah. At a certain point, I was sitting there in the job and I was like, huh, I've got like two emails this morning. I'm going to wait four hours to do these two emails. <laughs> because otherwise I'd be sent to the call center mm-hmm. doing shit that I really didn't want to do. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't want to do any of it. Um, and I was just sitting at that desk feeling like I was rotting alive. There are a lot of jobs that aren't that aren't going to exist. They're not going to be necessary. Like I, I pumped gas for a long time. Cause do you know what two States required that somebody pumps gas where you are? This one, Oregon yeah, and New Jersey. Yeah, I pumped gas for probably like three years and I enjoyed it. Uh, it was fun for a number of reasons, but that is not something you need a person to do. No, people know how to pump gas. It's yeah. not <laughs> fucking rocket science. And so that, that's a thing that should disappear. Like, I don't know why that's a thing. And then there's going to be positions like answering two emails a day. That doesn't need to happen. There are better uses of your brain and your, your physical being. Yeah, that's what breaks my heart. Cause it's like, shit, I wish I could just be paid to do the things that I love. You know, it's really difficult. To do that. That's the goal. You got to find the thing that you love and get somebody to pay for it. Yeah. Well, yeah. uh, Yeah. It's. It's really easy. It's it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. Um, Because at a certain point, it's like, do I even love this anymore? Because I'm monetizing every fucking aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's the other. That's the downside to it is because it's fun when you're not required to do it for money. It's like. 
like bless my mom's heart but like sometimes it's like oh yeah i wrote this thing and it was really great and i really loved doing it and my, my friend was so happy my mom was like well have you thought about um selling it no <laughs> like I, I feel like everything i do even recreationally is like okay well find a way to monetize it like i get it like you need the independent like fucking money streams like coming in from stuff that it's seamless for you but at the same time it's like i don't want to monetize every single aspect of my life well what if we don't need money <laughs> then what like then you just you sell we go back we go back in time and you just sell your goat's milk for the cobbler to fix your shoes yeah right? Yeah. You just trade services. Yeah. I wish some really rich person would be like, I want you to paint on my walls. I'd be like, cool. <laughs> and that would be it, you know? You just need to become Banksy. Just do stuff and don't let anybody know it's you. And then... But how is he... How the fuck is that person being paid? <laughs> uh, NFTs? I don't know. I think I think they did. Some, I don't know who it is. Like I don't think anybody knows who it is. If it's like a group of people, or if it's a man or a woman, yeah, we or whatever. Don't know. Yeah. But something happened. I wish I could remember fully, and I don't want to look it up right now. Something happened where it was like a self-destructing. You know what I'm talking about? It was some sort of like self-destructing painting or picture or something. Like whoever does that stuff is very. Um, they they do things outside the box. Like they really are able to create new items. And so they, they've they been able to tap into that whole thing. But like you can't- Do you notice they're using they right now? I did notice that. <laughs> but I'm talking about a person I don't know who it is. That's why I'm using it. Okay. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. The, the, thing, the weird thing about being an artist though is- the majority of them don't get to experience it while they're alive. Yeah. Like, look at uh, Van Gogh. Yeah. Dude went crazy, <laughs> chopped his ear off, painted what is regarded as some of the most important paintings in the world. He was poor as fuck forever. I, I read his diary. He was the saddest man. Oh, yeah. His life was terrible. And it, the only his brother ever really believed in him yeah. and would, like, sell his paintings. And he was in, like, asylums. He was just sitting there painting. And it's just like he wasn't recognized his whole life. He thought his paintings were shit. Yeah. You know how terrible that is? Yes! He never got to, exp like, he died and no one knew who he was. And now he's, like, one of the most famous people ever. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. he's eating snails and, like, sleeping in the grass and probably had one jacket ever. Mm -hmm. His brother supporting it. He must have felt like such a piece of shit. He did. Yeah. He absolutely did. Yeah. But that's also the thing, right? That's what makes good art is that there's a struggle. If well, you're just Trump's offspring, you're not going to create good art because you got all the money in the world. Yeah, well, art comes from pain. Yeah, for sure. I feel like, well, it could come from it could come from joy too. I feel like art comes from any strong emotion, but definitely a lot of your well of experiences. The way that art can move people is because you have been through some shit, and everyone's like, "Oh, I've been through that shit too." Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's about relating to some aspect, right? Yeah. 
So maybe you just need to relate to Kim Kardashian. You just don't know it. I'd literally rather die. (laughs) (laughs) If that becomes a thing and I can buy space in Kim's brain for 10 grand, I'm going to do that for you. Okay. And I would tell you to refund your money. (laughs) Uh, It's going to get so weird. It's going to get so weird. Now, if someone paid me $10,000 to be in my brain, I'd be like, cool, I'm taking your money. Good fucking luck. But, you know, I don't want to be anyone else's. Would you rent out your brain? Sure. Yeah. I don't think anyone would be interested, but if you're going to pay me, fuck it. Go ahead. (laughs) I I bet you'd be surprised. That is, that's the weird thing is that you don't get to be in anyone's brain except your own. Mm-hmm. I'd pay money to be anybody's brain. Mm-hmm. I'd pay money to be in my seven-year-old's brain. How insane that would be. Mm-hmm. What is it like to be a seven-year-old when you know what it's like to be an adult? That's wild. I'd pay so much money for that. Mm-hmm. Or to be, what if you could pay money to be like, in the brain of a hundred-year-old, they're just like old and wise, and they just take forever to like make oatmeal and stuff. I think it would just make me sad. Yeah, I don't want to be in another person's brain. That's that means you like you. No. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> it's just like, like okay. Sure, it would be nice to know what seven is like again, but I'm not seven anymore. Or sure, it'd be really cool to know this hundred person, hundred year old person's wisdom, but why can't I just ask them? I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be anybody else but me. Maybe I have a subpar experience. Maybe I have a really awesome experience. I don't know. Hmm. I think it's pretty cool being me, but I'm me, so I don't know. Maybe it's really cool being you. Maybe it's I'm really super cool. <laughs> I can tell. I've only <laughs> known you for an hour, but I can tell. <laughs> it's being sarcastic, but sure, yeah. It's so weird. It's like you can you can you can eat at the same restaurant as somebody. You can ride a water slide. Mm-hmm. You can know what it's like to buy a car or buy fucking whatever, something cool. Like those are all experiences, but you don't know what it's like to feel it from that other person's perspective. People don't know what it's like to be. Wasn't that why you read books? Well, if you have a good imagination. And you don't. I do. For sure. <laughs> There's some wild shit going on up here. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. I think that's a good spot. Okay. Thank you. Sure. I think we have a lot more to talk about, but I think that's a good spot to end it right now. Okay. Okay, cool. Thank you.